0: Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton, JMS, if you're nasty, lazy... Just want to say less. I'm a comedian and I don't know anything. I feel like there's so much to learn. So that's why we're here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for checking me out. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating and a review. Let me know how you're feeling about it. It helps uh, other people find the podcast. Helps me feel nice when I read those reviews. And thank you, by the way, to everyone who has left those. And also, I know I always give big, long thank you plugs and. And uh, sort of pitches for my Patreon, but I just want to take a moment to say thank you to all of the silent listeners out there who maybe aren't on Patreon or aren't um, engaging with my social media heavily. I, you know, I always shout out the people who do, but you know, I look at the numbers and there's a lot of you just seeming to continue to enjoy the episodes. So thank you for being there and enjoying what I'm putting out there. I'm, I'm very thankful for you and. Shout out still to my best idiots forever over on Patreon, Gene and Kathy, among all of the other patrons, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you guys, you can get stand-up clips, full length episodes. Um, you can see live stream live recordings of the episodes. So much more. We do hangouts, those postcards, it's a whole thing. And, uh, and it's a, it's a fun little community over there. So, If you want to help support the podcast a little bit more and get yourself a little bit extra, all that. Plus, everything's ad free. You don't hear those godforsaken ads that have started going on the beginning of this. I wish I could afford to say no to ads. They're not really giving me much money. Uh, But (laughs) here we are. And you get full length episodes. So, as you may have figured out at this point, anything over an hour cut and only for exclusive Patreon access. So, you get the full story. But. Either way, I'm glad to have you. I'm so thankful. Thank you very much. Shout out to all my new patrons. Shout out to the old patrons. That's patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. And shout out to all of you for listening. And more important, let's get to our guest. Uh, I haven't plugged NeuroGum today. I usually do. Still love them. Check out the show notes to get that discount link. Get, get neurocom slash JMS for 15% off your first order. And also uh, join the Facebook group. We've got a Facebook group and you can post silly memes. You can ask your ignorant questions, start a dialogue, get a conversation going uh, to, to learn other people's viewpoints, grow together, et cetera, et cetera. <sighs> you guys, I'm so excited for this guest. Genuinely, when we hung up with this guest, saw my producer and I looked at each other and we were both like, so when are we like booking appointments with her? Immediately? We need to book appointments immediately. It's Juliette Bodo the million dollar therapist, you guys, she's incredible. It's, it's hi- hypnotherapist, excuse me. Um, th- just talking to her was so fascinating. You know, I think, uh, a lot of us hear hypnotherapist and we think this cartoonish idea of like, you're getting sleepy, cartoonish, hypnotizing things. You might see it like a, a hypnotist show or whatever, but I dug into it. I asked her about it and we really started talking about what's at the root of hypnotherapy and, and the work that she does. And it sounds extremely incredible. So I won't go on about it because she tells you so much. I could, you know, I'm on the cusp of trying to recap all of the great things she said because I'm just so excited about them. So I will not do that. You guys enjoy this episode and also check out the show notes so you can go find her. Uh, if you're trying to make an appointment with her, we've got all the links to all of her stuff. I know you're going to love her. I absolutely adored her. So here she is, Juliet Abodo. Hey, idiots! Welcome back to another awesome episode. I am so excited for this this week's guest. We've got Juliet Aboto. She's a master hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner. Which, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've you know mentioned once or twice my uh, fascination and interest with with NLP. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for joining me, Juliet.
1: Happy to. Thank
0: you for inviting me. Of course. I, I am so excited. I have heard so much about you. I've seen your stuff all over Instagram, all over, you know, the World Wide Web. And <laughs> this is just, I mean, there's so much that I'm interested in, so much to cover. Um I mean, let's just dive into master hypnotist. I mean I I want to eventually take the conversation toward ancestral healing and inner child healing and and trauma because I that's so important always but I feel like uh talking about just trauma healing, I mean racial trauma w- with the world today with everything sort of being brought to the forefront for people who maybe I don't know got to live in the the light of the privilege and unknowing of what the hell's going on out there. I feel like people are finally like, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Oh no. (laughs) So I definitely want to move the conversation there, but I want to start just with hypnotherapist because you say that term and it's like, what, what does that mean? So tell me about how did you, well, what, what is hypnotherapy first of all? And sure. how did you so, get
1: into it? So um, hy- hypnotherapy is the clinical form of hypnosis. So um, I'm not like a stage hypnotist. Right? <laughs> Where
0: they're like, now you're going to cluck like a chicken. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, they both are very powerful in terms of helping people like do something outside of the norm, leave their comfort zone yeah, because, um, and break patterns of emotion, behavioral identity even. You know, wow. So it's it's really because everything is at the subconscious level. So I'm also in grad school getting my uh, PhD in clinical psych with the focus. Yay! Congrats! Thank you. Um, with the focus on neuropsych, so just like the biology and the science behind our behavior and how the the brain and the mind are different, but they're connected. So, wow. So in terms of how. Um, hypnosis works on the brain. I really like to people to know because I have clients that after sessions, they're like, I tell them we drink a lot of water and they're like, okay. Like, what, like, and they're like, but, all right, woo woo. Yeah, I'll have some water. <laughs> but it's like, you you did really do some inner work, inner exercises, some brain training. So you wow. reset, you're, you're basically activating a new neural pathway when you start to do something different or you start a new habit. And so your emotions and your behavior strengthen that neural pathway. So hypnosis allows you the opportunity to create that neural pathway quickly versus, you know, the 21 days or the 67 or the 96 days. So hypnosis allows you to get um, rapidly get to the past the 21 days. So it's easier to keep And hold on to the good habit, and then um, not feed the old neural pathway that's linked to the bad habit, so you can get rid of it quickly.
0: Wow! So that's—I mean—that ties in with the neuro-linguistic programming, then. I assume that, like, that kind of is when someone says neuro-linguistic programming. I mean, it is like changing our pathways and like changing the way our brain
1: Yeah, exactly. With, with language, because language is really powerful because it's linked to emotion or memories. So you saying a certain word can trigger someone in a good or bad way.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that now more than ever with social media and like we're learning that like how real triggers really are, because I, I feel like there was a time... You know, or people go like, I'm triggered. And if you're not aware of the science or maybe haven't tuned into your own triggers or become aware of them, I mean, I'm I'm literally projecting this onto other people. I was like, I'm oh, you're triggered. Like I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Until one day after doing lots of my own work, it's like, Oh, I've been walking around triggered the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like with so I feel like, cause you know, you, you said up top, you know, I'm not a person that goes on stage and like hypnotizes people. Is it kind of the same process? Like what, what does getting hypnotized look like? What are or what does hypnosis look like? What do you actually do to kind of get in the subconscious?
1: Sure. So, have you ever um, zoned out while driving, and all of a sudden you're at the supermarket, or you've ever like zoned out washing dishes or oh, yeah. in the shower? That's essentially hypnosis. But if someone was like on the drive there, they're like, "Hey, by the way, you are basing." <laughs> <laughs> You're strong. Just- you're smart. You're confident. And then by the time you get to the supermarket, you're like, yes. Yeah, like, you're just all of a sudden like I'm so strong and yeah. comf-
0: I am the greatest. <laughs> I'm gonna crush this trip into the supermarket. I'm not gonna get distracted in the snack aisle at all.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> um. Wow. That's 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 interesting to have it framed that way. Is it a thing where? I mean, how? How do I want to ask this question? How do people vary in terms of how easily they're able to get into that zone? Like as a client, is it more difficult for some people?
1: Um, So, for me, as someone that was, I wasn't someone that was able to get into trance quickly because um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. So, me it's too, like, girl. yeah, so if you're <laughs> highly analytical or you're neurodivergent, um, the tradition, like you see people saying you get very relaxed, like you probably don't like to meditate. I still don't meditate. I, I do a neuro meditation, so I get what I need. You know, what is
0: a neuro meditation? That's so I've never um, heard that.
1: Yeah, so with my meditations, I'm basically shifting from an emotional state, so there is a focus versus the spiritual aspect of meditation. Okay, okay. So so it's more like meditation as a as a therapeutic model versus okay. spiritual. Where so you, it's like
0: focusing on it, like. Doing things that that align with like the science of meditation versus like trying to uh, you're on a beach and you're surrounded (laughs) with loving light.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and so people oftentimes get confused because um, or feel down and don't do it because they're like, oh, my mind can't be quieted. But then after a while um, of doing the neuro meditation, they're able to really f- start to control what they think in the mind. Yeah.
0: I think it's, it's one of those things where, and this is only speaking from personal experience, but I assume, you know, I'm a human, Our our minds, though they vary, there are things that are probably similar with others. It's almost like a muscle, you know, and until you, Until you've hit the point where you can, like, realize you're having a thought, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to go like, what do you mean I can notice my thoughts? Yeah. They're just there, but it that's how I've thought of, that. that's how I have dragged myself into continuing to try to meditate, basically, is it's a muscle, and I'm as bad at it as I am doing a push-up, but, like, (laughs) if I keep showing up for three minutes... In a, in a week, I can do five push-ups, maybe.
1: <laughs> exactly. It is. And and so you. when I explain to people about how your brain works and then how it's connected to your mind and your mind is connected to your emotions and your body and your soul, it's all connected. It starts to make more sense. So essentially, if you do this, then you'll start to feel like this, then you'll feel confident to be able to do this, and then you'll get this.
0: Wow, 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 wow. So it's like, uh, I don't, it's like scientific (laughs) manifestation of like, exactly. Yeah. Like you can't do this and immediately have this, but if you do this, you'll feel this way, which makes you feel better, which will give you the confidence to work toward the goal.
1: Yeah. Wow. Exactly, Because a lot of people um, like I've I've taken a lot of courses and had coaching programs and everything like that. And um, even when I was and I've been in competitive arena, so sports in high school, um, bio site, you know, STEM major in college yeah. then corporate uh, tech sales and then starting <sighs> a business. So in each arena, um, I've been able to excel. And people would kind of co- try to compete, or they would be like, How do you do this? Or why don't you follow the rules? Because I started to. <laughs> <You> <laughs> why don't like, you the do rules it like are everyone else? <laughs> 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 and, and it's like when I tried to do it someone else's way, it didn't work for me. So I had to learn to do a lot of things my way. And so, and then I've always been in a position where people underestimate underestimated me. So I had to be self motivational. So that was the only difference between me and someone else that was um, that would be diagnosed with ADHD. So if they were always like coddled, for example, so it's hard for them to get self motivated. So motivated motivated yeah and so for me i like, well no one else is gonna do that so am no, i doing i'm there with a good, you am i doing a good job all right no one's gonna clap all right, i'll clap for myself then
0: you know right? <laughs> uh, i am i'm like feeling this on such a deep level because i'm there with you when were you diagnosed when you were young or was it when yeah, you're older in high school yeah okay wow yeah i got diagnosed in college, but I remember, you know, there's a lot of science now about how ADHD presents very different in young women and and young men. So my brother got diagnosed in early elementary school. And he had the classic what they considered ADHD, you know, like bouncing off the walls and like learning disability. And I was able to be fine through school so nobody noticed till college. And I was like, what is studying? Like (laughs) but (laughs) ah I just – I really appreciate that – just that note of the the difference of, like, yeah, you know, there was no one to pick up the the piece of it's got to be done differently and it wasn't working the way I think so many of us have, have had to deal with, you know, at least in, in typical classroom situations, for instance.
1: Yeah, because – both me and I know I, I'm, I'm trying to tell my youngest sister like girl you need to check that out because she's like she's she gets like flustered like how I used to but I'm yes. the eldest so like I can't and my parents are Nigerian so the eldest of, of first gen so oh, wow. I really had to like. <laughs> that fafsa I had to focus and fill that yeah. out myself like yeah, you're to. like this is no one's doing this paperwork but <laughs> yeah me. so i was like forced to and then finally when i got to the point where i could like kind of rest and i start like in my then i started really expressing in my business and in college and at at in corporate too, when they switched to open floor plans, like it was, Ooh. it was a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> like, like,
0: no, I can't. I you can't come, just come talk to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think I'm gonna get this done.
1: Yeah, we're gonna be talking all afternoon about this one subject, and I'm going to find out like your grandmother's middle name.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> deeply, deeply relatable, and I, I think I, it makes sense to me that someone you know with uh, a mind that works, you know. In an ADHD way, did you, were you initially like resistant to the idea of hypnotherapy and stuff? Because maybe it was kind of difficult to do it the classic way.
1: So, you know, it's funny, like most of my clients are basically like me three years ago. So they're high performers, people that people always go to for help but they don't really have anyone to go to so for me I didn't have anyone to really go to so I went to Google because I started (laughs) working in corporate (laughs) thank you Google thanks Google and I and I would when I would be in a breakup so I didn't also knew that I didn't realize that my attachment um style style yeah was linked to my ADHD too, like I would focus (gasps) on this one person and they would give me my dopamine hit. And so when that connection break broke, even if they were like not ideal,
0: not for you, you're like, but the thing I'm used to, that's always here.
1: So I would spiral. And so I was like, I have a job now, so I can't really skip class. So I
0: "I can't just like stay in bed and be sad. That's not
1: capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was in, and I was in New York. So I was like, really high red. So Ooh. I I put in something like get over a breakup and hypnosis, like, I guess my location, I don't know. But I found a hypnotherapist, a woman, um, and she's based in New York. So I went to her for to help with my attachment style. Wow. And I didn't realize how effective it was until perhaps maybe like the next summer or a few months later where I had like another breakup, but it was like, eh, eh.
0: You're like, okay, wow! It's so funny that like, there's so many things, like doing little things like that. You cannot realize how much they're helping, yeah, until you're in a situation where you go, oh, I'm not dying, I'm not falling apart because you're leaving. Wow, exactly.
1: So it would be like, so it and it's like the science and the um and also the method behind it so with the hypnosis section we essentially cut cords we did a hypnosis where i cut cords with this person and so by cutting that cord i cut it i cut that dopamine signal to Whoa. get attached to this person so now if i get in a relationship or something doesn't work out I I can easily replace that hit with something else with a healthy coping mechanism.
0: I, that's so funny that literally the interview I did for this week's episode, we talked about the, just the filling of like, if you cut something out, you have to find something healthy to replace it. You can't just go, and now I'm fine. And that's, so that's just such an interesting, when you say cutting a cord in I've had this in, I've never gone to someone who's like a licensed hypnotherapist. This is possibly the most insulting thing to say to someone who is like a trained scientific professional. But one time, a a psychic I was sent to for my (laughs) birthday, (laughs) she... She was like, I want to do a meditation for you, you know, for you. And she did this sort of like visualizing, like cutting a cord with someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you actually do
1: with people? Yeah. You go like, wow. Yeah, because essentially just like the whole like the placebo effect, just like phantom limb syndrome, the the human brain experiences something and then your body responds to it. Yeah, that like stores it. Yeah.
0: And they say that with like, even when you're, you know, recounting a memory that like your body's feeling it like you're really experiencing it.
1: Exactly. So. When you have people that um, have amnesia and a lot of if you come to them and you show them their old high school photo albums and these people are so mean to you. And they said that you'll never amount to anything. They are like, oh, that sucks. But they would leave the hospital and they would still they would live life without the emotional or strain or pain or memory of what happened.
0: Oh, wow. So it's like you are able to just kind of let it go.
1: Yeah. So it's like most people are mourning the past. If you are sad now, it's most likely linked to something that has already happened.
0: Wow. Like that's it. Like I I think about that all the time with like depression, I mean, I've, I've heard the adage and I'm sure maybe you've heard it that like depression is being in the past. Anxiety is worrying about the future, but like specifically with the diagnosis of depression, when people go, ah, it's chemical, which like a hundred percent there's, you know, science to back that. But I always, I always wonder, you know, how quickly are some things. Therapist to just go depression and someone goes it's just a chemical in my brain and they like band aid on the the wound with antidepressants instead of digging into like yeah okay but what caused the what changed your brain what
1: exactly yeah and because a lot of people they'll still hold on to the identity of being depressed. Right. Yes. I, and because I had um, determined it was like high functioning depression and high functioning anxiety. So I was OK to go to work because but I was like, fo- you know, holding myself together with medication. I never yes. really resolved the issue. I was just like holding myself together in order to still contribute to society versus yeah. focusing on myself. Which- so. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so it just, it really makes it worse. So for people that are now experiencing it and you are on medication, you still have to start to rewire your brain yourself. It's gonna make the medication even more powerful and eventually you'll be able to live without it. But you don't want to make your brain dependent on this only because it weakens everything else and it still strengthens that, that pathway.
0: Absolutely. Cause I mean, it's like essentially, you know, I, I feel like maybe it's like, literally can become a thing where like, if you were like physically injured your leg and continued to use a crutch, but never did exercises to like strengthen your leg to eventually get off of this thing, which, you know, and may and, you know, there are, I'm sure a handful of people that maybe it would take a longer, maybe they do need to stay on things, but like, there's so many people that you could you could be working toward not depending on something else if you're exactly. willing to do the work or able to or
1: exactly like my ACL I heard it in track and Ooh, I ouch. then they told me like not to do anything to my knee and so it just got worse and so I just had weak knees and so I started to just like have to start I started to trade my knees again
0: yeah start just like a little bit of exercise yeah. and going like I mean, and that's, I I think that's hard for so many people for a variety of reasons. I think the main one is just not lack of awareness and realizing that like, oh, actually, it it could be something deeper. Yeah. But then, I mean, how do you, how does someone... I mean, if someone is depressed and they come to you and go, I'm depressed, you know, I'm suffering from depression and, and I believe that it it could be linked to something in the past, but I couldn't tell you, do you ever get people to go? I don't know what specifically, there's not something at the forefront of my mind I'm holding on to, but I would like to get to the
1: bottom of it. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the times it's, it's a unconscious memory, so um, during trance, we are able to do a time go down your timeline to pick out that memory, that instance that that where that block is because when people have blocks to any area of success, it's usually because of a belief or because of emotion that comes up and oh, wow. that emotion or that belief is tied to a memory in the past.
0: Wow, like that that's so. I mean, it makes so much sense hearing you say it like that, but it's so funny how we can think, you know, a belief we have or a feeling is just a core of who we are instead of realizing, oh, actually, you believe that because this happened or this person told it to you
1: or... Yeah, even like how you spend money, for example, like someone will be confident Mm -hmm. spending money on designer or, or other things, but when it comes to like, for some reason... You are. It's hard for you to spend money on Facebook ads. Like you get really scared, you like freeze up. And then we'll wow. do the session. And you'll find out you link that same situation, danger of losing, or danger is because of when you were lost in the woods and you came across a bear and you had to freeze.
0: Oh my god! So it like will tie in with like a like a crazy trauma that you wouldn't on paper go obviously my apprehension about spending ad money is because I n- was nearly killed by a bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but then you go, Oh yeah, no, I'm afraid to do a lot of things because of, I assume. Yeah. Wow. 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 I mean, when it comes to I, my, my brain is now very ADHD jumping to a hundred <laughs> questions I want to ask, you know? Um, when it comes to a habit somebody's trying to break if if someone were to come to you trying to you know quit smoking i keep using that as my example and i don't even smoke and i just feel like <laughs> i have to say that because this is two episodes in a row where it sounds like i'm just trying to get advice on quitting smoking <laughs> it's just like the it just comes to me as like a, a a habit that you hear so much about if it's so hard and And I've heard people talk about hypnotherapy for that and like food stuff. But Mm -hmm. when you're a, a client like that, are you going into like that? Like, let's just break the habit or do you go
1: into why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Because people would reach out to me like, oh, can you just help me stop smoking weed for a bit? Or can you help me? I'm not getting any sleep. And and I'll be, and then we'll have a session of like yeah I was recently divorced I'm like so when did you have, start having trouble sleeping after my divorce like, <laughs> 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 so like and, and so so then we'll like do the um, session but the it's linked to <laughs> something in the childhood and when it turns to ending things and it just leaves them feeling unstable and the lack of control so they end up staying up late because that's the only feeling time that they feel like they're in control like they that they could stay up late that's oh,
0: whoa. that it's like that's really interesting that like a staying up late could be like a childhood level I I was I didn't have any freedom in in my this is me exercising subconsciously my ability to make my own choices. Exactly. And this choice is ruining me.
1: <laughs> yeah, even if it's like terrible it's like it's a decision I made. I messed how, this up myself. <laughs> right.
0: You're like, but it was me. I got to make it. Nobody else ruined my day. Exactly. Uh how often do you find that like so many of these issues stem from childhood?
1: Every, every single one. And sometimes All of it? um, past generations and past lives. And, and so that, so that's where it comes in because, um, the subconscious mind and your unconscious mind uses pictures and feelings and energy to communicate with you. So through epigenetics, a lot of times the way that genes are expressed um, is through your behavior Or and, or this compulsion To do certain things Like compulsion to eat more Because of you know The Irish potato famine Like they found that Future Whoa. generations Would I hold feel called on out. to <laughs> <laughs> You know, like Granny <laughs> um, So you find out Like future generations Start to hold on To more body fat Because of the fear That they're not going to eat Even though you're like Here in You're like, fine in
0: America with yeah. like with, you, you make enough right. money and you have giant servings. This is great. We're going to take a quick break and then dive into this because this is, this is the goal <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> okay. We're back and we're talking about, I mean, I, ancestral trauma. We're rolling into it, which I know is a thing that has been a big focus of your career. And I wanted to get the conversation here somehow anyway. So, and of course, naturally went this way. I've been reading, I mean, they're finding now evidence that, first of all, evidence that when you have a trauma, it changes your DNA. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're having children, mm-hmm. they're yeah. getting that DNA. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense what you were saying of, you know, the, if the overeating, for instance, if like, You have this deep, you know, generational, like built in fear of of famine. Did you know when you were getting into like learning about hypnosis and going into like your past when you originally started, did you are were you already like I'm interested in past life regression or did you even think of that as like?
1: um so no in in fact it was like I was very very um I guess just surface level practicality I did know you know with psychology and bio is my major but with my psych degree we focus on treatment of and not really and then maybe some causes but like the we'll ask like we weren't talking about like ancestral or even genetics at that point we we're just talking it was like about, how like,
0: do you fix it it was the, like clinical it.
1: yeah yeah or like signs and really just like diagnosing people from the classes that i took in the statistical analysis and like how, um how likely people are able to develop these things but never really really going to the root cause and going deeper than the root cause that we we were working with and so during um my hypnosis training that is when i started to um and then with my clients i started to really experience um them going back generations like they would come in for fear of flying and it would be linked to their great grandmother and her watching her brother die because he was black and so they so then that oh, created fa- yeah because they left the the city they left the city. So that fear is like, don't leave the city. Don't leave. Don't this go town. anywhere. Don't leave this area. So whenever they went to go fly, they would just feel like this intense fear, like a danger is going to happen if I leave. So they just like stuck to the area. To the area so room. it's like
0: that's anxiety from like generations back of this. because I mean, cause I think, you know, it's been well documented that, If you have your own personal trauma, your brain will store that and you'll, and that's where trigger, when you hear like, you know, trigger words, a lot of times for years have been associated with your own trauma and it's your body's reacting to something that actually happened to you. But now with hypnosis, like you're discovering, you know, that people are holding onto things from their ancestors.
1: Yeah. Because if you look at biology, like your, your great grandmother had your grandmothers, your eggs essentially in her already. your egg was in your you
0: yeah that it's like all yeah and you're and you're literally carrying like their DNA like that you know whatever they did good or bad like you
1: don't exist without them exactly oh heavy Uh, (laughs) so so the work that you're doing now if you do plan to have children um, it's not selfish if you take time to yourself, do you take this year to really focus on your healing? You are healing generations down the line.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, well, that's, there's something to be said too, about like when you are doing whatever it is, if you're doing hypnotherapy, you're meditating, doing the steps to take better care of yourself, you're healing down the line. But in, in a way you're also healing Backwards generations too. before that, like mm-hmm. you are doing the healing that, you know, your ancestors didn't have the luxury to do, you know, it's like your grandma couldn't meditate. Like yeah. she was surviving and exactly. fucking terrible conditions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, like we all know what I mean, but that when you have a client or, you know, someone you're practicing on go into this, does it, does it manifest in a way that they're like reliving someone else's memory or?
1: Yeah. So sometimes um they'll, they'll be almost like a witness to something happening. Wow. And is yeah. it always...
0: I, okay. I, have you ever heard of Brian Weiss? He's like... <laughs> he has these books called like many Lives, many. He's like a past life regression dude, but in these books, these people go into these lives that maybe aren't... What would... You know, if you traced their DNA back... Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, like, their grandma, but it's, like, from generation, you know. Past, yeah. Way, way past. Do you ever get stuff like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, it'd be, like, a different world, even. Like, uh, they'll be underwater. They'll be living underwater.
0: Whoa. That's... Woo! Chills. Do you go, like, this was from... And who knows if, like, the experiences that they're necessarily even... A human versus like, were you an amoeba at some point that evolved <laughs> yeah. into and your trauma comes from like being swallowed by a whale or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's the yeah. story of Jonah, is just a guy reliving, <laughs> but he was just plankton. He's like, oh, it's a circle of life, I guess. Um <laughs> This is I mean, this is fascinating. Uh, where do I want to take this? Because it's I mean do you with ancestral trauma is is the healing process when you when you realize it's something like that much deeper does it change the way you I mean I guess it's probably all when you're getting to the root of things very
1: deep, Mm -hmm.
0: but does it change your approach to a client and like how many sessions or how you're going to, you know, do the practice of hypnotherapy if you realize, Oh, this is generations back of trauma or is it kind Um, of the same?
1: It's no, it's kind of the same because no matter where the memory lies, we go to the first instance. So if it's generations back, if it's age three wherever we find that first time that they had this emotion, the strong emotion that created this shift within them or this strong belief that's limiting them. And once we release it from that first instant, it's almost like a a string of pearls, like release it. Just like, yeah, all the way back to now.
0: Wow. Do you, I guess I should have asked this very early on given that we're talking about hypnotherapy, but like, I think a lot of us, when we picture these like, you know, performative, like magician hypnosis type people and I'll snap and you won't remember a thing. When someone does like an actual hypnotherapy session to heal themselves, do they come out of it and they're like aware of what happened?
1: Yeah, it's important that um, they get the, the lesson and the knowledge. Yeah. Um, so that breaks the, the pattern. Wow. And how...
0: I mean, I'm sure it runs the spectrum, but like how, I mean, what is it like being in the room with someone who realizes their trauma is because, you know, they're great, great, great grandparents. I mean, that must be a very emotional experience.
1: Yeah, it it can be very emotional. But the way that um, that's why it's important to this kind of work, it's important to have a hip a hypnotherapist work with you uh, so yeah. it's a safer setting versus like you like order uber eats and try to like oh let me just get rid of this do it your own. Let me just,
0: um i hear you and so do I, i'm sure half my listeners who have been like i'll just turn on a meditation from the other room while i take a bath and it's like that's a slippery slope to drowning yourself <laughs> yeah. on accident where you're yeah. like why no and then you're just crying alone and you're like i'm in pain and i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the famine and people are like what? <laughs> um, this is okay. So this is heavy, but I want to talk about it. So obviously, you know, uh, in America, the you know racism has been systemic the whole time. Like it's fucking. You go back and it's like the the fuckery of American history um, is unfortunately has not come to an end, but I think, you know, this, this past year, a light was shed on it for a lot of people who maybe I, you know, especially I think like people in the white community who had the privilege of glossing over that and like were not adequately educated about really how severe things were. I mean, my public school education was just like, slavery was bad and then it ended civil rights, Martin Luther King, move on. Like they didn't dive into yes. like, Truly what everything meant, it, which I think was a very standard, uh, shamed, historic, let's sweep it under the rug. Not a great approach, but I mm-hmm. think they did that. The, the tension and the, the emotions that, I mean, I think we've seen come up i mean not i think we've we've you know seen come up with you know with protests and people you know speaking up and and using their voice and yeah even as far you know
1: (sighs) it's it's really interesting because and the the fact that i think you mentioned it earlier how everyone is kind of just being aware of what they weren't aware of and the trance you were under trance the trance has been broken
0: yeah, uh, wow. Whoa. Well, and I say that about like cause I, I'm curious how much of people's anger of this situation is carrying directly from their personal experience of oppression as well as like the the you feeling it in your blood of your ancestors. Cause I think there's yeah this tendency of people, you know, there's a lot of white people who go, well, I didn't do it. You're not a slave. Let's move on. And like, they are not understanding why it's such a big deal to like, no, it needs to be the full spectrum needs to be discussed.
1: Yeah. So the pain for, for black people that were, um, that, whose ancestors have been here since um, the inception of the Americas, the the pain is inherited, but also the um, the intelligence and the resilience has also been inherited because you see uh, Black American culture and how yes. it's influential across the world, across of, of all the African diaspora in terms of culture. Like Black people have always been able to recreate or really create something from nothing exactly so that is something that you so you inherit the pain but you also inherit that resilience and that creativity and for white people whose um families have been here from the beginning as well that have contributed to the system of systemic racism yeah the fear has been inherited so it will perpetuate So
0: it's like the not addressing of, you know, and I, it's like, I think that's the thing I negate on, like, as a white person is like, oh, that these other, you know, other white people, you know, people are inheriting that, like, anxiety, that fear I, well, I mean, I just I guess it's like there's something to be said about like you have to address the like negative demons as well. Like if you want to heal, you can't be like, I'm just a victim of circumstance is like, is there benefit to like a hypnosis where where someone could really dig into yeah. the, the, the the ugly parts of their ancestry that go, oh.
1: Yeah, I do um, racial healing for everyone of different backgrounds. So it's always different because I think it's important if we put a Band-Aid, if we just do diversity inclusion training at work, then what about outside? What about at home? Like what about, Absolutely. If, we, if we're able to go in deeper and everyone, if people are able to resolve that fear, anger, sadness, guilt, those emotions that can be perpetuated and your children pick up on it. you you know you and you create you continuously create this reality where it exists because of that because of the strong energies then then it's just going to exist but to perpetuate itself yeah so if we cut that down for everyone then it won't that energy doesn't really have anything to hold on to so for me for for my black clients my black american clients i focus on healing and for my white american clients i focus on fear and guilt releasing because when you work if you are trying to help um, be actively anti-racist yes second guessing yourself all the time isn't going to help you need to be able to it has to be natural and so when you release that fear and guilt you can naturally lead or naturally help or naturally really make some make the changes that are necessary whether it's in your family in your community with your business it it will be wow. natural to you to act to the things that you say the words that you do the energy that you send out will be from you from source versus linked back to your
0: past yeah and it like cuts that tie that like helps cut that I mean I, you said it the anxiety and fear but the stuff that might keep you from going like I want to speak up but like I ha- I have all these feelings who am I Exactly. You know, I yeah. don't have all the information so wh- what if I get into a conversation with someone and I don't know the right thing to say even though I know what I believe that's
1: fascinating yeah um and and then so like and then you also see too that intersectionality is um, like privilege. The privilege is intersectional. Yeah. So everyone could end up becoming an ally at some time in their life, but yes. it's hard to stand up for someone if you are laid down and sat.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, that you're like, if you literally, like, you can't stand up for anyone if you literally cannot stand up. Like, yeah. get, God, I mean, that speaks volumes to, like, I mean, just the, the, you know, people get, and they have the privilege to get, you know, news fatigue, overwhelmed by like, oh, there's so much going on, and it's just so sad, and I just, and they're like, oh, just, I'm going to just maybe it'll go away if I just breathe. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. And and then it's like people need to um, kind of deconstruct the idea of white privilege and what it means, because by using that term, you're going to tell someone that they have this leg up or they have this um, this privilege. Yeah. And then that means at the same breath, you're asking them to revoke it. And you're asking a human being, not an archangel. Okay. So, yeah. They're
0: like in gotta... a capitalist society <laughs> yeah. where so many people have been told to just like, and I, you know, I hate this, but it's like, you got to do what you got to do to get ahead, you know? And then you go exactly. like, oh, you, even if they weren't like aware of the privilege, because if they were just like, because there's that group of people that's like, what do you mean, white privilege? I was poor. And that, like, they have to have it, like, explained, broken down that, like, yes, but did the color of your skin mm-hmm. ever, you know, inhibit you from this? Did you ever fear for your life because of a police officer stopping you? Yeah. And, like, just, oh man, I lost my train of thought
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no so the idea is um it 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 makes it hard for you to to heal it makes it hard for you to feel like hmm if i do this will i be is it will i not get it because of my skin color or did i get this because of my skin color
0: yeah and having to grapple with like oh am i just mediocre, and I got all these opportunities because I look like the guy who was hiring.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. So by removing and rising above the archaic system of or the archaic ideal of white supremacy and and racial hierarchies, it frees everyone. Yeah, that everyone. Like- to you like, can do, yeah, you can live just live
0: out of their anxieties, out of their things, so you can yeah. like move confidently within who you actually are.
1: Yeah. So people start to see each other not on stereotypes, but we'll start to feel each other, and so we'll start <sighs> to really recognize each other on an energetic level.
0: I love and- that, and then you can get over that fear of, oh, I, am I being judged? because of the color of my skin, like there's such a long, I mean, it's Twitter central of like white men thinking they don't get things because they're white men now. And it's yeah. like,
1: yeah, it's very interesting. It's, <sighs> like, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it, what's interesting too is because I have a, cl- a lot of clients that are, um, my first initial clients that were interested in my practice that came to me were white cisgender heterosexual men. Wow. That struggled with imposter syndrome, that struggled with um their self-esteem. And so that is what really showed me that this um this structure, this that patriarchy and racism have everyone in this prism, this panopticon oh
0: yeah that even the perpetrators it's like but it's yeah. designed for you to right. not realize you're the yeah. perpetrator like exactly. you're also
1: not seeing the man behind the curtain so to speak exactly so it's like some people have nicer selves but it's all we're all in this prison so we if you want to truly be free you have to let everyone out oh ooh, oh god <laughs> Oh, I mean chills absolute chills that's why so when people ask me like oh um, so you see everyone you see everyone I'm like everyone that everyone if you are able to find me and you're on my frequency then I'm meant to heal you or I'm meant to see you
0: I love that that it's like Yeah. If you're if I'm not supposed to work with you, you wouldn't have come
1: into my path like you wouldn't you would not see me like at all.
0: No, you're like you would not even be looking in the direction of where I would be because this is I mean, to get to the point that someone is going to like various types of therapy, hypnotherapy, which is, you know, arguably considered like an alternative type of medicine in some communities, you have to be actively seeking yeah. You know, you so no be. one is going to a hypnotherapist to like get one over on them. You know what I mean? Like that they're like, yeah. I'm going to show you a thing or two. It's like.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I have clients of all different backgrounds and it makes me so excited because these people, um, the more people that come through my practice, the, the more, that energy gets sent out in the world and that ripple effect continues because this person has healed. And when you have someone that's healed at that level, they can really pass on the healing themselves. Like, something that they say, something that they do will change the direct um, trajectory of someone else's life. And so um, my clients that are white males, cis hetero, I, sound like, I know what um, you mean uh, the, I you guys like know me Starbucks mean. like my by white book Cisgender, heterosexual <laughs> white guys yeah, the yeah. my bob? my white book <laughs> tall men that I see no um <laughs> no but um yeah so these clients these particular clients um they come to me because they know that there's something more out there, what they're doing, just living this 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 life that they are supposed to be living because of their demographics. It doesn't it doesn't align with their soul, which is huge, which is huge. it's like
0: that means that there are, you know, these this group of people who i think right now are it's easy to go like the enemy you know like yeah. mm-hmm. oh are working towards like raising their own consciousness which is only going to as you said that like the more people who heal themselves that resonates out in the world yeah
1: because, because- imagine if someone was at the grocery store the same time as George Floyd and they said to the cashier don't call the cops what are you doing here yeah. is the money imagine A completely different,
0: if someone had just, and it's like, uh, I don't, you know, who knows what was going on in the mind of anyone in that line that there wasn't someone who, if they had just healed themselves a little more, that was just just too afraid to speak up. That they were like, maybe I should, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to intervene. I don't, and it's like- Wow, holy fuck.
1: So that oh, that always puts in perspective how important you doing the work and just this, just me helping this client heal. And so that's what helped me continue to do the racial healing because it's a lot, it's a very hard work compared to anything else because oh, sure. going back that and feeling the hate, the fear, the anger, all that, and removing that. And a lot of times too, the internalized racism, that has been holding a lot of people back too. Absolutely. Like, to when you're hated for your identity, when you are told that you are not um, a full human, you know, how that can hit someone and how that yeah. can be passed along. So, K- right, yeah, and, and can affect yeah. you. Yeah, wow. and it's like, so just doing this work and so basically, if I'm able to help people heal racism, I can help you quit smoking. <laughs> yeah. like, I got this white guy to get over his racism. Give me those Paul Malls, Susan. We're going to get you cured. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's and it's it's been really it's really been rewarding just seeing the work that they're doing in the world and where they are. And all my clients, all my clients are people that know that they're meant for more, that they can help people. But right now they're just really sad. (laughs) They don't know
0: why. And they're like, I need to get over my own. I know that I could be helping people, but I have my own shit and I need to get through it so I can get to, even if you're like, I don't know what it is, but I know there's something I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Because when I did hypnosis, I was... Um, I was in tech, you know, I wasn't in this field. And you did it for um, yourself,
0: like as a patient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and then I said, this is something that my clients because um, and then when I started my businesses, I saw that my clients were experiencing this internalized um, this imposter syndrome, this this self-sabotaging patterns just applying for funding like they would be highly qualified for this amount of money, but they just could not. For it, yeah. Or like oh. just send me the application at this time, they're like, I probably won't get it. You didn't apply. What so I'm like what is stopping them? Why do they do this? And it's always something subconscious. And they couldn't tell me why. Or like I would get them funding and they would spend it on like personal bills versus their business because they Jesus. couldn't see themselves making the money in their businesses. So and they so, were
0: like, I need to survive. So they yeah. were like in that scarcity. Yeah.
1: And so, and so being able to, um, so I thought like if I got certified, I'll be able to bring it into that business, but I end up just focusing on the practice because, um, if you, if you fix your mind, then you'll definitely fix your bank account.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's all anyone in America needs to hear, right? (laughs) No, I mean. I mean, that's just there's just so much to be said about that. And hearing that, like hearing that experience across, like just the, that you're having that with such a variety of clients is just nice to hear from like a human wanting to see seeds of hope standpoint. that yeah. it's like, oh, oh, great. There are people who are need to heal, who are trying to heal. That's good. <laughs> like that all white men aren't just like, nothing's wrong. And I'm a cartoon that you've made me in your head of what a straight white man is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, that's some like, that's, that's great. I've yeah. been reading. I want to ask if this applies in like hypnotherapy and, and what you do. Um, I'm reading, uh, I gotta keep bringing this book up cause I'm just obsessed with it right now, but I've been reading a book called teachings on love by Thich Nhat Hanh, who's like a Buddhist monk. And he, I just went through a chapter talking about it's it's specifically meditation based, but uh, there's like different meditations about meditating on your current life, on people you care about. But then they talk about ancestors and there's this big emphasis on like forgiving your like the people in your specific life if they hurt you, but also like if your ancestor ancestors did things that like you would look at as like, I can't, why would you do that? Does that, is there stuff like that? Uh, the Does that come into play with like hypnotherapy and is there any science that you know of that
1: backs like forgiving well, so, someone just, quietly? Yeah, so by forgiving someone like that, that means that you receive the understanding or the understanding from the situation and that you are able to cut the cord to oh, stop wow. fire because the the more because forgiving basically allows you to create a new neural pathway where that memory no longer affects your present wow so, really yeah so when you're when people talk about forgiving your abuser forgiving those that hurt you it's not it's not for and how it's not for them it's, it's the free, like literally industry, it is for you yeah so you can start firing New um, neurolapsis. And so then that creates that new neural pathway where you are no longer defined or connected mentally to that memory that was created by that person. That yeah. memory is for them to hold on to and for you to physically and mentally move on from and emotionally
0: that you're no longer like tied to like who you are, the way you act is affected
1: because X, Y, Z happened. Exactly. And so the emotional part of forgiving is important because the neural pathway is strengthened by your emotions and your behavior.
0: Wow. And I think that, um, you know what? We've got a tiny little bit more to cover, but we're going to go to Patreon only so if you want the rest of this patreon.com ignorance is blessed but before we cut the episode where can people follow you where can they find your I know you have a get your shift together your new whole guide on everything so
1: tell tell me everything that everyone can find for you <laughs> so um, yeah they can find me on Instagram at Juliet C. Oboto. Um, I'm also on TikTok um, at Million Dollar Hypnotist nice and uh, I have a YouTube channel with about 80 plus videos on this so it's uh, Juliet C And so you can check me out there.
0: That's so awesome. And thank you for joining me. And uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Goodbye. If you're not going over to Patreon, that's the free hour. We go, we go a little bit more. There's a little bit more. And, uh, and it's definitely worth hearing, which I'm sure you're feeling uh, after listening to that episode. So head over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed to get the full uncut version with no interruptions. None of this intro and outro hoopla, just full on wonderful Juliet and all of her wisdom. God, we really loved her. I am so grateful that she was able to make time to come on the show. And I hope you liked hearing from her as much as I liked getting the opportunity to speak with her. And we have a lot of really fun guests coming up, you guys. This month, uh, man, there's already two episodes uh, that, that are going to drop that you guys haven't heard yet up on the Patreon by this point. And oh boy, just... Incredible guests coming your way. Aisha Bo Johnson, Garen Flowers, my good friend who you may have seen on The Bachelorette, but it's he's we go way beyond that. Anyways, and more coming down the pipeline, and I'm I'm so excited to share it with you. If you haven't already, if you could please take a second and hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, or wherever you listen to the podcast. But it just, you know, it helps. It gets the word out there. Share the podcast with your friends. Tell a friend. Just one friend about this podcast because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big big thank you to John, Eric, Jean, Greg, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots over on Patreon. So grateful for them. They keep the episodes flowing just as much as anyone else, but also they keep me a little sane. We've got some fun stuff going on over there. That's that's my crew, my idiot brigade, and I uh, adore those guys and gal. So uh, if you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. We have lots of different levels that start as little as a dollar. And for $1, you get stand up clips. You get unedited episodes with no intros or outros, no ads. You're really getting the full, the full Monty. And from there, it goes upward to the point that you could even be live in the live stream audience when we're doing the interviews and more. Ignorance is blessed over on Instagram at ignorance is blessed. If you are wanting to put faces to the voices you hear on this podcast, and, uh, we'd love to have you follow us over there. We post little clips and teasers and, and I'm always trying to interact as much as I can. So follow there. And of course, if, if you want to, uh, join the Facebook group, that is the best way to really get involved in the conversation. And by the way, please keep in mind that no guest is, or Claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. But I want to know what you think. Tell me which guests you've liked. Tell me what you want more of. Tell me what you want any of. Maybe there isn't a thing I've covered. And you're like, Why? when is she going to interview a gay Muslim electrician? It's me, you know, uh, or whatever let me know because I'm, I'm trying to do it all. Give me suggestions. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Hey, thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.